Hello and welcome into The Sporting Pod, episode three. This time around, uh, Tony Allegretti is not joining us, so it's me, Cole Pepper, you, Mauricio Ruiz, and presenting Morgan Tenza, who is our social media manager and a great photographer as well, uh, who will be chiming in here. And our topic today is about working in sports. And uh, the reason why I thought this would be apropos partly was because we've just recently had an experience. Um, uh, This week, uh, there was a uh, work in sports uh, kind of uh, job fair that was put on by uh, Teamwork Online and uh, Jacksonville Iceman hosted it down at the arena. Um, Over 200 job seekers were there and we got to interact with a bunch of them. I don't know about all, but Mm. a bunch of them. And I think we all had some thoughts about that coming out. Uh, of that experience, including talking about what it's like to work in sports and what we're looking at down the road in terms of, of the build-out of what's happening with, with Sporting Jack. So, uh, Morgan, as the debutante on this one, let me just ask you first about what you took away from that job fair and uh, what kind of things you were encountering and the questions and uh, curiosities from some of the folks who were looking for jobs. Yes, yeah, so... <laughs> Sorry. She yeah. just tried to grab the microphone out of my hand, Mauricio. Never, never just tried to grab. Don't. Uh, this is my mic. This you're <laughs> just talk. <laughs> yeah. So I was really impressed with all the young people around. Most people were around my age. I'm 25, and a lot of people looking to get into the sports industry. There was a lot of people changing their job direction, which I thought was really fascinating. People wanted to jump in on their passions, jump into the sports world, and a lot of people were upbeat. They weren't afraid to get out there, which sometimes can be a little bit intimidating compared to, like, all the people that were there. Uh, And, I, yeah, I was really impressed with all the people, how they spoke. Uh, I've never been on that side of a job fair before, uh, either side of the job fair before. So it was pretty cool to actually interview some people and then tell them about what we're doing here. Uh, That was one of the great opportunities was to talk more about what we're doing and where we're going, um, which was uh, fun to get some of that that interaction. You talked with a lot of folks, uh, including several who had, um, uh, you know, in in the job search industry uh, that would fall under sort of the the soccer operations side of things. What was your big takeaway from the event? Really how fortunate we are to work in sport. Um, I think what we saw yesterday, one event, but 200 plus people, young, you know, kind of mid to late 20s, even some older ones that, as Morgan said, are looking to switch jobs, switch industry. It's difficult to get into sport, right? And it's a lot of sacrifices and a lot of commitment. You have to make a lot of long hours, underpaid early, and, and, I'm, and I'm preaching to the choir in a lot of other industries as well. But sports is fun, right? It's a sense of belonging. It's a nice identity to a lot of people. It's a passion that they have. It's something that they've grown up with, and they feel like they can add to it, right? It's not just a, a, a day-to-day job. It's not just a clock in, clock out. So to work in sports as we do now, um, yesterday was really like a, a sense of like gratitude because a lot of people are trying to get in, um, and really the versatility of a lot of them, right? Yeah, typically, you think about operations or sales or coaching of a certain component. I mean, we talked from from journalism to to to, to people that want to do stats and, and data entry, operations, marketing. I mean, there was just a a wealth of, and I think you know, kudos to the schools, I guess, that are really producing their their programming to expand and not just to be solely focused on management or on one thing or the other. Uh, maybe we need more of that. But from the several hundred dozens, several dozens that we that we interacted with yesterday. There wasn't really one batch of one line of work that they're trying to do in sports. And a lot of them 
as many of us to get in, we're just willing to do whatever is necessary, yeah. right? Volunteer, internships. So I thought it was really great that um, they do have that enthusiasm and that energy to get into a world that is difficult. But once you do get in, you really kind of get promoted within. It's a lot easier um, at that point, but certainly hard to get in. Pigtailing off that, one of the things that I said um, quite a few times uh, at the job fair and have said a bunch of times through the years is that while every business is like this, every industry is like this to some extent, in sports in particular, relationships matter, right? Who you know and who can vouch for you is so important because of the hours and the stress that can come working in sports and uh, how closely you have to work together. It's not like most people are sitting you know, at a computer doing data entry. You still have to work within a team uh, a concept. Nobody wants to hire somebody who they can't verify somehow. Um, Doug Marone, the former Jaguars head coach, used to say he only hired assistant coaches who he had coached with before or who had coached with somebody he coached with. So he could verify them, not in terms of their skill and their their work experience, but them as a person. Um, I don't know that that's exactly the case. Uh, it's going to be that tight as far as uh, finding people who will come to work at, at Sporting Jacks as, as we, we ramp up. But those relationships do matter. And so one of the things that I kept recommending to people yesterday uh, was, hey, we're going to have a bunch of watch parties for different soccer events that are going on throughout the course of, of a very busy soccer summer uh, here uh, and come out to those events. Mm-hmm. Meet some. The front office will be there. Be seen. Be seen. Be heard. Interact. See how we interact with each other. Maybe listen to this podcast. You can realize that Morgan's trying to grab the microphone, and you wonder, do I need to deal with that every day? <laughs> but you know, having having those people who who you can interact with, um, and because you are working with people, one of the things that often gets overlooked is you. You know, hey, we're looking for these specific experiences and skills and. Um, somebody who will work for this amount. But you're really looking for people who are the right kind of people who will fit in a work environment. Um, and you don't want jerks, right? And, I, and I'll, I'll quote Shad Khan, um, who has certainly had his ups and downs in terms of hiring with the Jaguars through the years. But his concept is, is sound, which is hire people you like who are good at what they do. Uh, because you don't want to wind up hiring somebody you like and is bad at their job. Then you have to fire your friend. Mm-hmm. Or you don't want to have to um, – uh, uh, you know, deal with somebody who's great at their job who's a real pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's you know, it, it's a sound thing, and so obviously that that comes into play. Let me take because we all have had very different pathways to get to where we are right now with Sporting Jacks. Um, Morgan, let's talk. Start with you and talk about the your work path. You mentioned you were the youngest in this room, um, so your path may not be quite as as turning. And Mauricio's over here. I know you look. Barely younger. Barely younger. Only by a decade and a half. Yeah, just a couple of days here or there. Kind of (laughs) yeah, just give a decade here or there, and barely younger than I am or you, Cole. Does she take offense to that? I'll check and see if there's a problem with my AARP membership. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Morgan, let's just introduce uh, your your pathway in sports. Um, As we mentioned, you've done photography as well as um, uh, social media and other things. So, uh, let's start with wherever the the best starting point is. Oh God. Um, I knew from a really young age, I wanted to work in sports, but my journey to being on the creative side was pretty different. I originally went to college for physical therapy, 
wanting to do soccer physical therapy of some sort, did a shadowing, and I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Um, no disrespect to the physical therapists because they're awesome, and I actually have fun doing the motors and stuff, but seven years of school to get to that point is like, eh. So uh, I took a switch because I was already doing photography a lot, and I reached out randomly to Bethlehem Steel, which was in USL Championship when uh, I worked with them, but reached out randomly to their communications director, was like, hey, do you want to – photography intern for the summer they said yes so i worked with them he got promoted to the philadelphia union there was their partnership there Mm -hmm. and because of that he invited me back for an internship with the union the following year so i was after my second year of college i already had two internships under my belt and i just kept those relationships going and they actually introduced me to people at usl where i got my first job two weeks before i graduated college i started working with usl and it just steamrolled from there. Always wanted to work in soccer. And um, even outside of that, I built up relationships with people in MLS and USL through my photography by reaching out. Hey, hey, do you need a photographer for this game coming up? Or And I did a lot of stuff unpaid just to get my name out there, to get my portfolio growing. And now I'm way past that. And So pay her. <laughs> yes, pay me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... It's all about, like you said, it's all about who you know and who can vouch for you. I mean, when you have top people in the industry, whether it's journalists, like I'm friends with a bunch of people at The Athletic, and they vouch for me, and they help me get gigs, and I got to shoot Messi's debut at Inter Miami because of my connections in the soccer world, and it's just really cool opportunities that come out, and you just have to reach out to people, whether it's LinkedIn or just find their email. I literally went to the page and found his email and was able to send an email, you know? So, um, so yesterday was like a great thing where all these people are getting out there getting that connection that's something i definitely recommended to them it's like if you want to get in the sports world start with doing some volunteer stuff i I even said that you said the watch parties i said if you see us doing some events i know we're going to be doing a lot of them come volunteer if you want to help i could always use an extra hand on the content side whether it's photo or just phone video Mm -hmm. it's always nice to have an extra hand get different angles so just yeah who you know I was going to ask you for your your highlight, your career highlight, um, aside from appearing on the Sporting Pod, but, uh, but you know, shooting Messi, uh, and uh, that was a huge moment, obviously, in American soccer, uh, but you've also shot uh, NFL games, and um, so there's there's the photography side. For Sporting Jacks, that's valuable. What you do from a, from a social media standpoint, even, mm-hmm. even more valuable for your day job, yeah. um, but the ability to, to work several jobs and balance freelance work on the side is a big thing in working in sports as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, like Mauricio had mentioned, you know, a lot of times when you start out, you're underpaid and you work a lot of hours and you got to balance with maybe a hobby of yours if you can make it paid or you just continue to do what you love. And my photography showed me that I also really liked the communications and content creations aside, like with social media. And it's a good way to tie it in because employers are always looking for, especially in this kind of creative position, you got to be able to do a little bit of everything. And like, I do a lot of graphics and graphics is not my main thing, but you got to roll with the punches, especially at a startup like this. And um, it's really unique that in the sports world, you kind of can do that and touch so many ways and, I mean, since we are a small number here, I've been able to do and learn about different aspects of the sporting side that I haven't been able to before because, like, me and Mauricio talk about different things that he's doing on the technical side, and I'm fascinated by that because I'm just a soccer nerd. So getting to hear a little bit more what he's doing is teaching me and becoming, like, a little bit more well-rounded myself. Uh, and your point about sort of continual learning is big, mm-hmm. too. You talk about the graphics and 
Um, you've done some great graphics for us with, uh, that we've seen on social media and our, our digital shows and so forth. It's something that you're, you're continuing to, to uh, work on and, and, and learn about, which is, which is huge. The continual learning is a big part of this, obviously, Mauricio. But um, your path is longer than Morgan's, being, being slightly older. Um, uh, so l- let's give people an idea of how you got into working in sports. Yeah, and I think I would echo what you said, making sure that your your relationships and your reputation is as clean as it can be. Um, certainly, you make mistakes through your pathway in your career, but be mindful of that. Make sure that you're apologizing when you make a mistake. Own it. Take you know take responsibility for it. People appreciate that too. Well, what often people think that the bosses think that people need to be perfect underneath them. In fact, bosses make a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. but they're accountable to themselves or to, or to, to stakeholders, right? So they do have an accountability system. Um, they want employees that are going to do that. Building a, a soccer or a sports organization is nothing different than building an actual team on the field, right? You need people in positions that are going to be high performers. They're going to champion those positions. And as a coach or as a general manager, you don't want to babysit those people generally. You want them to be self-learners, Right, you know, self starters in a lot of a lot of ways, and then you can you can invest in them, but it's tough to invest in people that aren't investing in themselves. So that self learning, that that continuous learning opportunity, it's something that is vital. And when people feel like they've arrived, they've actually stopped learning, right? They stop they stop progressing. So continue to learn. And and, and my pathway, you know, not too dissimilar from the the bumps and the, the freelance work that Morgan's talking about. So without boring with my fifty years of professional sports, as Morgan would like to put it, as the the youngest in the office, but you know, it's, it's been it's been it's been uh, you know 15 years of of college soccer, youth soccer, U.S. scouting and different scouting, consulting with with people, um, showing up when no one else is willing to show up, right? Staying the longer hours that people are going to leave, show up earlier, show up well dressed, and show up clean and ready to go. You have no idea how many people just appreciate uh, presentation, right? Then. After the presentation, that give them I get you in the door, but then you need content, right? You need quality behind that, and that keeps you in the door. Uh, so make sure that you're learning to keep the quality going. Um, but a lot of people, and this is just my take on it. There's yeah, there's a lot to individualism, and I appreciate that. But there's a lot to making sure that you fit the culture, right? That the culture is not going to uh, adapt to you. You got to adapt to the culture. So if you identify that that culture is not for you, that's fine. You have a decision to make. Either you adapt to it or you leave, and that's okay too. But if you are going to adapt to the culture, you do have to, in a certain way, speak the language, wear the uniform, right? Not, 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 not literally, but figuratively. Uh, and then you can blossom within, right? Then you gain trust and opportunity to kind of grow. A lot of young people, and I was like that as well, had a lot of opinions, right? I kind of get in where I get in. I'm not getting paid. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one that's cleaning up the trash, doing the lines on the field and happy to do it. But whenever there's a decision to be made, I felt like, oh, I've earned my time. And I have been there for about a minute, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, so earning your keep, I think it's, um, it's really, really important. And doing the work, someone said this to me, and, and, I, and I own it. Don't feel like a job is ever too big or too small for you. Always step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. Hey, someone needs to, I, I, I got it. I can do it. Someone needs to drive across town. I got it. I'll do it. Right? Someone needs to stay a little bit later. I'll do it. Um, early in the process, that pays huge dividends, right? Because then eventually you can, someone knows that you're reliable. Trust is important. When you're dealing with sport, you're dealing with a brand. And they want to know that the people that are going to be representing the brand are trustworthy. They have quality in what they're doing. Uh, and they're not going to, you know, smear the name and the image of the club and organization around town negatively, even social gatherings. It's, when you are working for a professional organization, it's a public viewing of that professional, it's different than working different jobs where it's a nine to five, you clock in, clock out. 
your public entity at that point, right? You are, you're out there with the community. So you're using your social interactions. It's important because you're going to run into people at the, at the, at the, you know, at the, at the grocery store. You're going to run into people at the restaurant. You're going to run into people at the bar and at the pub and make sure that you're not the one that's being talked about negatively or incorrectly, sometimes even unjustly. Um, so carrying that brand, carrying that reputation, carrying that image is important because you may not succeed in every, in, in every job, but you're going to get another opportunity because they know that you're someone that they can trust. It's interesting you talk about um, being out in the community. Obviously, having worked in media for so long, mm. um, and you have experienced this a little bit, but um, when I go out in, in Jacksonville, more often than not, I'll see somebody who knows me. Mm. If I go out uh, in my neighborhood, I always see people I know. Sure. Um, uh, so uh, I've, I've had that just based on my job being a public-facing job for so long. Um, and I'm certainly not a saint, uh, but you, you try to be friendly. Somebody asked me the other day if um, what it's like when people come up to you when you're out. And I said, it's almost always great because people want to talk about the thing that they care about, whether that's the soccer team or the Jaguars or, um, you know, running. Uh, people know I do a running podcast and, and uh, love the running community. Uh, so when people come up to me publicly and want to talk about that, or maybe maybe want to talk about the beer that they're drinking. Mm-hmm. I'm good for that too. Um, uh, it's always they're talking about things that they care about. Mm-hmm. And even though they may have a different opinion, this usually happens with the Jaguars and not a lot of other <laughs> things, um, about what's happening with the Jaguars, good or bad. If they have a different opinion than mine, I'll sit there and listen to them and say, okay, here's some things you may not have considered and, and – and some you know we know how opinions are in these days. Everybody's got one, and nobody's going to change anybody else's opinion. So just give them a little bit of space, and then talk about it. I don't remember having a very bad experience with somebody coming up wanting to talk to me about sports in Jacksonville mm. or about beer or barbecue or whatever else. Um, it's just not like I, I have that hasn't been an experience that I've had, and I'm I'm thankful for that. Part of that is because of listen, having worked in this town since 1996, I could have. You know, done some stupid stuff uh, that uh, could have ruined a reputation. Um, I may have done some stupid stuff. It hasn't ruined a reputation yet. Uh, thank goodness a lot of that stuff when I was younger was before social media was a thing. Um, but um, being aware of that it, it, mm-hmm. while you are working in any industry, but especially in a, in a very public business like sports where it is so attached to the community it is definitely a big and very important thing. Uh, for people to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to uh, pivot to Morgan here. I think we sort of have three generations, I think, here, right? Are, uh, really? are you Zennial? Are you uh, Gen I'm like Z? I'm a Zillennial. Okay. I'm kind of a mix. It's mixed between, on the border. You, and, and, and you're, bo- you're millennial, millennial, and I'm, I'm Gen X, so nobody remembers me. <laughs> um, that's, uh, you know, we have had different upbringings. Mauricio, obviously, with your Brazilian background, and um, uh, they're in, in the Northeast for Morgan. Um, we've all geographically and in terms of time had uh, these experiences that are different. But I'm, I'm asking each of you, what kind of person do you want to be working with? Uh, if, if you could create a template for the kind of things that are important for a person to be working with in sports, what does that look like? Well, in the sports world, you spend so much time with each other, um, especially when we get to game days. Game days are easily a 12-hour day. 
So you want someone who you can hold a conversation with, whether it's about your job or not, being able to have that conversation aspect with the with one of your coworkers is very, very important. Um, having things in common. I mean, for us, it's pretty easy. We all like soccer, at least enough to work in it. Um, so we always have that conversation. We'll go watch a game in our conference room occasionally, and it's just a nice community aspect. I mean, all of us has hung out outside of the office whether it's like after events that we do or anything. And we all get along really well, despite, like you said, our generational differences. And I think that's very unique in the soccer world um, or not the soccer world in the sports world itself, that you do spend so much time with your coworkers where you don't mind seeing them outside of work or doing events outside of t- like quote unquote work hours. Um, and we also have um, I don't need, like I just like a bubbly. You don't have to have a bubbly personality, but you need. Mauricio <laughs> <laughs> was looking at me with a, a side eye right now. Well, maybe not in the <laughs> in the communications uh, content world is definitely really important. Um, just you can even be shy, a shyer person, as long as you can have fun with your coworkers and like not in the way that you go out and party on the weekends, but in the way that we're in the office and we can yell to each other about something like a sports news that we want to discuss or just have something come up in our life that it doesn't have to get into detail, but just like piggyback off of things. You guys are older than I am. And it's nice to have that advice in life because I am still experiencing these things and you guys have kids and dogs and I can help for dog advice. And (laughs) and it's just nice. So getting along with your coworkers, I mean, like I said, generational differences here. There's Riley, our part-timer, is the closest one in age to me. And even then, that little age difference within the three years that we're apart is huge in terms of development. Like where I am now at 25 versus where I was at his age 22 is substantial. So it's just the fact that we can all get along is really important. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. All right. So Represent the millennials here, uh, Mauricio. What's important to you? Yeah, so I, I carry this um, this acronym with me of care. I think people that care for each other is important, and, and C stands for communication. So I think it's really important that in a work environment, whether you're managing up or down, you communicate appropriately. Uh, a is for accountability. I think we're all bound to make mistakes, and anyone that thinks that they're not going to make mistakes, they are they're in for a loop because you're going to. So just stand up to them. Take. Take someone else's mistake and like own it, someone else's, but be accountable. Um, R for respect. I think a respectful environment, respecting for people and their time and boundaries and just dealing with people is important. And then excellence for, for E. I just think you have to be a high performer. Right? You, you, you won't last very long in any environment um, if you're not you know, punching above your weight class. You know, so it's not good enough to just do your job. That got you in the door. Your qualifications got you in the door. What's going to keep you advancing in your career is make sure that you're excellent in everything you do. Say, pick up the pieces that other people are dropping. Uh, volunteer, take initiative, and have excellent work. You know, as you do it. If you can, in my opinion, and as I've as I've hired people and hired staff and recruited players in my college coaching days. The time that I was able to hit a home run in all those four, communication, accountability, respect, and excellence, they've been high performers. And they've been people that have continued to do well in life past just, just that one moment. They learn, they adapt, they grow, and they continue to you know, give back. So um, if you miss the respect, you're going to be short-handed. If you miss accountability, always making excuses. If you can't communicate with people, you're going to be a tough, you're gonna be tough for you to be a boss or to to manage up because you won't be able to communicate that. And if you're a low end uh, producer that you're not going to last very long either. I will uh, take a slightly different tact. I like all of those things that both of you have said Um, at this point in my career um, and at my age, one of the big things that I want to 
develop and promote is trust. Mm-hmm. Um, trust that you can do the job. Tr- so this, this may be a different way of saying some of the same things you're saying, Mauricio. Trust that you will do the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust that if a, an obstacle comes up that you can come up with a potential fix or workaround, whether that needs to be implemented in real time or whether it needs to be cleared you know, up the chain um, is, is another question. And trust that when, uh, when the lights are on, that you'll be there to do what you need to do. Um, it, th- that's, that's sort of basic professionalism in a lot of ways. Having worked in a newsroom uh, before where the stress level is so high. I mean, imagine um, the stress of, of game day basically every day. That's mm-hmm. sort of what working in a newsroom is like. Mm-hmm. And so having, you know, ha- knowing that that stress is going to be there every day and being able to deliver is huge. Um, the other thing I think about is something that I think you and I have talked about before, which is that the, the biggest causes of conflict in the world come from either fear or ego, right? Either you're afraid that somebody else's idea or this obstacle that you can't figure out how to overcome, you're afraid that it's going to uh, uh, derail what your plans are. Or it's ego that you're impacted that you won't get enough credit for it or that your your voice isn't being listened to. And, and which brings me to sort of a, a summarizing comment here uh, in the last couple of minutes of the podcast which is to talk about the motto of the club, which is lift every voice, and how that works internally in addition to how we've talked about in the past, how externally how that's a big factor with what the club wants to do in the community. Internally, lift every voice should mean that everybody should feel good enough to have their input, to to be able to, to offer input. It doesn't mean that everybody's idea is going to be implemented. Um, and so... I, that goes to your communication thing, mm-hmm. you know, ability to, to communicate outward, hey, this is what, uh, what I think or here is an issue. I am a very collaborative worker. Mm-hmm. Mauricio has worked on numerous broadcasts with me in the past. And um, uh, ultimately, you know, the buck's got to stop with somebody. But I want to be able to have input from Mauricio or whoever else it is working with me on a particular project so we're all on the same page together. Um, there have been times, very recently, in fact, in one of our shows uh, on YouTube and the, on the Sporting Jacks Report, where uh, I sent out an idea of, "Hey, here's what I think the show should be today." Any thoughts? And Mauricio came back with two thoughts. One of them was great; we had to put it in there. I can't believe I missed it. Great job. The other one, like, ah, I'm not sure quite fits here, but it's something maybe we can revisit down the line. Um, again, that sort of um, uh, you know trust that I think we've developed mm-hmm. over time that. Uh, trust matters in terms of how somebody reacts to your input. Um, and you can develop trust over it. You can't just immediately have trust, but you can develop it over time. Right. And when you, the best time to develop that trust is usually when the chips are down and when it's time, it's go time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you get tested. So uh, any, any thoughts from either one of you on that here before we wrap well, it up? The, the, the communication part of it, right? Like it's, it's a two-way street. So communication is not just a verbal part of it. It's actually receiving and keeping your – that's why they say you got to give you one mouth in two years, right? Isn't that that saying? So you should be listening a lot more than you should be speaking. And oftentimes that's not the case, right, because we all have an opinion and we're all guilty of it. I certainly do it uh, and I catch myself. And if you're married and listen to this podcast, <laughs> then you know that you know, you know that to be true as well. So um, it's, it, I think it's, it's important. It's important as you're kind of coming in. You know, the, the topic of this is young people getting breaking into to the industry, right? Um, 
it's important that you listen. It's important that you you adapt to kind of give that. That's why there's a, that 90 day probational period when you get into a job is so you learn. You learn the environment. You ask questions, and then you take that information in, and then you adapt into your own environment. Um, and and I do love our environment here of you know making sure that people have. Like Morgan said, we're small a unit right now. So, you know, five to six, we have different consultants that kind of pop in here and there. So everyone does feel like they have a voice, but the, the caveat to that, that doesn't mean that it's going to be adapted every time. It doesn't mean it's going to be implemented every time, but you should have at least a freedom in any one environment to be able to say it, but then you have to have the strength enough to go, mm, it wasn't received. Maybe it wasn't even received well, but did you have the platform to to say it? Yeah. That's what most people should be asking for, right? Then over time, as you build your trust, maybe it gets received better. Maybe you present it better. Sometimes the presentation of our opinion isn't great. The delivery of it isn't great. So how can you mold the delivery to the communication profile of your bosses, of your, of your supervisors? Because they have a communication style. So it's up to us to understand the communication style of the ones around us, once again, and not to expect them to know you. It's you adapting to one person. They're adapting to a multitude of employees. So, um, you know, I think, that's, I think that's, a, that's a good lesson for a lot of younger people that kind of come into the environment, as we saw yesterday. Yeah, they want to intern. They want to come in and do that. But do they have the grit that Morgan did when she went to work and when she went to do side jobs, right? Can they stay in the, in, in the workspace long enough, 20 plus years, like my, myself, more you. I'm, I'm, I'm new on this. I'm new at this. Yeah, just a young pup. Yeah, young pup. But uh, yeah, but, but it's the grit and the perseverance to know that it's a passion you want to pursue and you're going to have to take some bumps along the road, right? And, and they're only going to make you stronger and they're going to strengthen your resiliency a little bit and, um, and build some great relationships along the way. Um, so it's, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's so gratifying when you sit here and you see all these young people trying to break in. Um, you, 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 you're grateful and thankful that you do have a position that you're still learning yourself and trying to kind of get better. So, um, yeah, it was, it was really encouraging to see those people yesterday. All right, let me give us one last thought here. Um, if you are listening to this and trying to get into work in sports, um, become a member of Sporting Jacks. It's free. Uh, this will let you know what's happening. We'll send out a, an email newsletter that talks about our public events. So if you want to come out, to, again, to the uh, watch parties and so forth, that's a great way to do it. Follow us on social media. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, follow us. Where else are we, uh, show, Morgan? Show up at the office. Hey, just pop by the office. And, there's, a, there's a store. Yeah, we, we, do, we have a store that's open in the afternoon. So drop off your card and drop off your card. Say, ask for ask questions. We have uh, Riley that's in the front door. And, you know, we may not be able to meet with you right away. But maybe, you, like I said, be seen. Like, be in the environment. Yeah. So uh, some great opportunities. We will be adding all kinds of jobs. If you're not uh, going on Teamwork Online um, and you, you're missing out there, that's a, that's a great clearinghouse for job availabilities uh, around the country in sports. So uh, that's a big one. All right, so for Morgan Tenza, for Mauricio Ruiz, I'm Cole Pepper. Thanks for listening to The Sporting Pod.